Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight are my co-hosts, Eric Walford. Hey, what's up, y'all? And Landon Evanson. Hola. Now, we haven't done a call-in episode in a while, and since the game is dropping this week, I just thought this would be a good time just to chat about Friday in general, and, of course, the anticipation of the game that we've seen this week, and, you know, basically just hear others' thoughts and just talk about our favorite franchise. So the telephone lines are open, and everyone can feel free to call in. And we'll just chat for a while and see who calls in and, and what, what's going on with everyone tonight. So now, actually, this is being recorded on on Thursday, so the game will actually drop tonight at midnight. And I'm a PS4 user, so unfortunately for me and my time zone, i got to wait until 10 a.m. in the morning. So Xbox fans out there, Steam players, you guys obviously get to play you know tonight at midnight. So I don't know what you're going to be using, Eric, but uh, when do you think you're finally going to get a chance to play? Well, I didn't know that it was broke down like that until uh, pushed back into the morning, 10 a.m. You say tomorrow morning uh, for PS4. That's what uh, the console I'll use. Man, I'm just stoked to play it. I, I am. It looks like it looks like you're able to see a virtual Friday the 13th happening in front of you, and it's a movie you're playing in. And that's what it looks like. And that's what Wes and Randy has, have said from the, the beginning. I mean, uh, way back, just right after uh, uh, it, it became Friday the 13th, the game, uh, and summer camp, uh, uh, the, the transition there, uh, we had Wes Keltner on. And that's what he was describing, man. As far as delivery visually right now, I'm so I'm floored. I really am. I mean, I I can't wait to get my hands on my PlayStation controller, put my surround sound on, and play a Friday the Thirteenth movie. I mean, come on, come on. Oh, of course, yeah. Like like I said, I have to wait until. In my time zone, it's uh, in Central Time. It'll be 10 a.m. before I'll I'll get a chance to play. So, obviously, everybody else, you know, will have had quite a few times uh, or, or quite a few hours to play a- ahead of me since uh, since I don't have the Xbox or the Steam. But you know, that's okay. You know, I've watched plenty of the videos that they've been posting and got a pretty good grasp from talking to the guys. You know, back at Scarefest and you know, of course, since then. So. You know, I think everybody knows what we're what we're getting into, and I'm obviously looking forward to it myself. I'm jealous that I can't, you know, wait till midnight and then uh, just stay up all night and play the game. I know, Lando, you said that you're not going to be playing, so, you know, unfortunately for you, you'll kind of miss out on that. But obviously you can see all the videos out there, and, you know, you know what's going on with it anyway, regardless if you're a gamer or not. Yeah, I've been watching videos on YouTube. I, I just have fun doing that just because it's so so ridiculous how good it looks and, you know, the nods back to the films you know i just get a little kick out of you you go by and you with higgins haven or whatever it is or how good you know the main cabin looks it just uh i just get excited looking at that because 
I mean, in my experience, the only game I've ever been familiar with was the Friday the 13th Nintendo game. So this has that uh, destroyed in every way, shape, form. So, yeah, I've I've just been having fun doing that. And I know once the game is actually released, there's going to be a lot more of those people posting those. So from time to time, I just take a peek at it because it's fun. Oh, yeah. There'll be no shortage of videos out there. I mean, with all the gamers and all the different streaming applications, for the non-gamers, you'll be able to see, you know, basically everything. I mean, I've just been watching because I'm waiting to see something that's like fantastic. Somebody stumbles onto Crazy Ralph or Shelly or something like that. That's that's what I've been watching for and hoping that sooner or later somebody comes upon something like that. I don't even know if those things are in the game. I know very, very long time ago, I think the first time we talked to Wes on this show. So, you know, I think I'd asked him about that. And he said, well, you know, anything could happen in this game. He, he wouldn't really answer, <laughs> which led me to believe Lake. that the answer was yes. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, come on. You have a virtual pack and act lodge. I mean, yeah. you've got your, I mean, the barn. You can literally, you could copy and paste the scene that they, they showed and put Jason there with a axe in his head and... Yeah. I mean, it looks like the scene from part four. Or, you know, it could be Ali looking at it. Who knows? Yeah, the only thing that I noticed with it, and I kind of expected this in the first place, but, you know, I, I play GTA V. I'm, I'm a huge GTA V fan. You know, I love the open world aspect where you can roam around and just do whatever you want. That's obviously why the game's been a number one seller for many years because of all the different add-ons and things that you can do online such as like the adversary games and all the other, you know, ways you can gain, you know, points and money. Uh, I think for the average gamer, the, I think the game, the Friday game's probably going to get a little bit, they're probably going to get bored with it a little, a little soon. Now the diehard fans won't, but when you basically only have, you know, the same couple of objectives, you know, if you're a counselor, you know, get the items that you need to get and get the hell out of camp. Obviously if you're Jason, hack some counselors, you know, but I think, the the non diehard fans are probably going to get a little bit maybe tired of it maybe maybe I'm wrong I don't know but I just think the average gamer since it's not as expansive as some of the other games out there that they might you know they might just get a little bit a little bit tired of it prematurely. Well, I mean that's always possible, but I think the overwhelming majority of people who will be playing this game are diehard fans. I would think. You know, I think there's going to be people out there who are you know oh, it's just something new I'll give it a shot, but I think most people that will be playing this, at least from the impression I've gotten are people who are huge Friday the 13th fans. And, but I think I, I see your point though, because there's going to be that initial, you know, air of excitement and you're just overwhelmed. You can't get enough of it. And then after a bit, you know, that'll kind of taper off a little, but then I'm sure people will catch their second win. But it's like I said, the, the old Nintendo game, as much as as frustrating as that is, and as asinine in a lot of ways and how it had very little to do with, the films at all other than the fact that Jason was in it, even though he didn't even really look like Jason with the purple suit and all that. Every time somebody I'm around a Nintendo and somebody has that game, I want to play it. Absolutely. It only takes me about five minutes and I'm like, okay, I've had enough. But you know, I think that there's always going to be that excitement there. And yeah. well, I mean, how can you say that there's not? We've been watching the same footage for the last forty years. No, the excitement's there. I I agree I mean, with that. It's like I, like I said, and like I said, it's like a virtual Friday the Thirteenth, and we're still oogling over, you know, uh, 
Friday the 13th Part 3 Anniversary. Perfect example. I mean, and you can play that part. And I think that's... that's how could... How could the creators of 8-Bit Jason <laughs> even foresee the fact that you can go to Higgins Haven, you can be at Camp Crystal Lake, I mean, you can be at the archery range, what, you can be, uh, hey, Lando, what's brown and sits on a piano? Your face. Ha! <laughs> no, you're you're right on all those aspects, but what I'm saying is, you know, when you're doing the exact same thing, you know, each time when you don't have other options that some of the other online games do, you know, you already know when you sit down, yes, the cool aspect of the detail to the films and all that, that's that's awesome. You know, I I'm totally down with all of it. I just think that, you know, the the average gamers that are still interested in it are going to be like, you know, well, I'm tired of getting the battery for the car or I'm tired of getting the gas for the car and driving out of camp. You know, you know, I'm going to go play something else. And I don't, I don't know if it'll have the long, the popularity, it, longevity that a game like GTA has. I hope that it does because I'm not going to get tired of it personally. I just have this like, just thought that I think the average gamer just might feel that way after a while. And so, what we well, maybe don't... they maybe they can do add-ons. I mean, you talked about Ali a little earlier, Eric. Maybe they have an add-on where find Ali's hand. And that could, it, that it could does be fun. Have, it it does have the same rating as GTA Five or any of them. And I believe you can pimp hose uh, on GTA. I I'm not a solid gamer. I'm a sports gamer. Uh but what? What if you can be Jeff and Sandra, so to speak, and whatever character the the guys the game came up with? I mean, they did take some time to add booty and some uh, give us. Did some they more. add those people? Are there characters from the movie? I thought it was Tommy Jarvis was the only one. I thought yeah, Tom Tommy's Matthews, the, Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, he's the only one right now. Uh, that they, I mean, those guys are secretive. They want to surprise everybody, and they're diehard fucking fans. Oh, absolutely, they are. It's, uh, I, I mean, kudos to for them, for good for them for having the ability to to put to produce this. All right, looks like we got our first caller. Looks like Vincent Desanti from Womp Stomp Films is calling. In. How you doing, Vin? Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well. Good, good. I'm sure you got some updates for us, so let's hear it. Uh, yeah, we've uh, we've gone back into production. We're three weeks into our last four, so we have four more shoots left, and we should be finished around mid-July. Awesome, awesome. For those listeners that might not be aware, we're talking about the upcoming film that Vin is directing, Never Hike Alone. If you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. definitely hop on YouTube and check out the trailer. And there's tons of pictures on social media, and it looks like, you know, the set was just awesome. Uh, the shooting that you just wrapped up on, uh, there was a lot of cool mm-hmm. pictures there, and I'm just, you definitely got something good going. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. We really appreciate that. We're definitely doing our best to, uh, you know, share this experience with everybody through social media and let them see what we're up to behind the scenes. Obviously, without giving, without giving too much away, but, um, yeah, we've had uh, the opportunity to travel to some really fantastic locations. 
Um, it's, it's showing up. I mean, we were reviewing some footage just, you know, just an hour ago with my, a couple of my cameramen, and, you know, we're really excited to show you what we've got. We, we think we've got something that Friday fans are really going to enjoy, and we can't wait to share it with everybody. Oh, for sure. And, you know, all the pictures were awesome. I know you guys didn't have the best of weather there, so, but uh, yeah. as you and I spoke, there was a couple, uh, somebody decided to make a couple memes of you, you know, laying on the ground in the Jason costume, so I'm sure you've seen a couple of those floating around. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. I um, I was actually had a chance to get in the water and do some promotional shots for the film uh, in full costume, and uh, water was pretty cold, so... Yeah, the, uh, some of the guys caught me laying on the uh, laying on the beach there, trying to sun up and uh, and warm up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, this has been so much fun to, to bring this to life, and uh, you know, to be out there, and you know, I was you know standing out in the lake in a in, you know a full fledged Jason costume, and you know, you just kind of look at that moment and say, you know, how much fun are we having right now? Like, I don't care that I'm cold, but like, just bring it, shoot it, let's let's get this done. And uh, you know, we've you know, we had, you know, 25 degree weather a couple of weeks ago, shooting up in, in Big Bear. Um, snow came down in the middle of the shoot. And we just ran with it. Um, and, you know, everyone was freezing. We were hopping in and out of vans. But, you know, that's been like, that's been this shoot in a nutshell. We just keep getting things thrown at us. And uh, we take it on. We keep moving forward. And uh, we've got some pretty uh, special footage to show for it. Awesome. Now, Lando, Eric, I don't know if you guys seen the pictures that I'm talking about or that he's talking about. And, you oh, know, absolutely. one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I mean, there's something to be said about being miserable, but there's also something to be said about being miserable, but also in full Jason Voorhees costume while standing in the middle of water. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it's cool. I mean, we knew what we were going to do. I, I got to do a full submersed. Um, underneath the water for a reveal. It was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we'll, you know, we're going to work on some promo stuff for later on this summer at leading up to the release. Um, we'll release some new footage and things like that. So we've been thinking about that as we've been shooting uh, the rest of our scenes. Um, and like I said, we have four more shoots coming up um, and we're really looking forward to that. We've already got some really fun stuff. Every, you know, thank you to everybody on Kickstarter who supported the film. Um, because of you, we've had the opportunity to really, do some really cool things. I wish I could tell you more about it, but I can just say that, you know, your contributions went directly into the film and it's going to show. So, you know, you should be just as excited uh, for those of you who backed us to, uh, to give us this opportunity. And we're really thankful for it. Well, you know, it's the kind of thing I, I look at it. I mean, I've seen the trailer, I've seen some of the images and it just looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, when people make fan films, I think people are always excited about that because it's something new and it's a fresh take and all that. But when you see people who are filmmakers, who have that ability and they've got the cameras, they've got the eye for framing and, you know, just cinematography and that kind of thing, how much better it is. I mean, I see this and it reminds me a lot of the, the work that Dave McRae has done with some of the Halloween fan films. He mm-hmm. recently done the night he came home. And that's mm-hmm. what this reminds me of. Something is you look at it and if somebody didn't know better, you could think it was a trailer for a theatrical release. I mean, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. No, no. I think that's a lot of the fun. It's, it, you know, you always try to push yourself as a filmmaker to reach that level. And, you know, it, it goes to say that we have a really great team. You know, I got a lot of great cameramen and gaffers and people working on this. And, um, you know, as a crew, you know, Kelsey Burke and the effects, you know, Jeff, you know, with the stunt team, um, you know, it's just a really good crew and we're having a lot of fun out there. I mean, the last time we went out, we went out this last weekend and, um, 
you know, some of the younger guys on the, on the crew hadn't seen some of the Friday the 13th yet. So we were sitting there doing a marathon during the day leading up to like <laughs> shooting the next morning. It was like, you couldn't get into a better mood. It was so much fun. I mean, we made it, I think all the way up through new blood and like their minds were blown at this point. They were like, <laughs> they're all over the place. And, um, and, you know, we're out there shooting the next morning and like for them, they come on as, you know, they're cinematographers and, and, and they work sets and this is what they do. And then they kind of bring that level of talent to this, to the world of Friday the 13th and understand what we're doing. You know, it's a good mixture. It's, it's a little bit of new school and old school. And, you know, it's turning into something that I think that, you know, yeah, you don't usually typically see it in fan films, but I think that's kind of the fun of it is to see what the fans can do, especially since, you know, we were, you know, let's face it, we were robbed of a movie this year. And, um, right. you know, that, that definitely left a hole in our hearts as fans. And so we kind of took it upon ourselves to say, well, you know what, like, if they're not going to do it, at least we're making something. And it's good to see other fan films now popping up. I see, I've seen quite a few pop up. I've had a few people reach out to me and tell me that they wanted to do one um, and are going through the motions to do it. And I think we're going to see a lot of fan Friday the 13th content coming out. And that's a good thing because it shows that we're here. We want content. We want the studios to make stuff for us. I mean, we have the game coming out tomorrow, which we're all excited about, which is driven by the fans and created by fans. And I think that that just goes to show you how much people love this franchise and why it just continues on year and year, you know, decades. You know, we're still showing up to the conventions. We're still seeing our stars. We love this stuff, and we want more of it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And and speaking of the game, we have we have another caller that just chimed in. Give us one moment, and we'll get, we'll get to you next. But uh, speaking of the Friday the Thirteenth game, obviously that's dropping in a matter of a few hours. Uh, are you going to be joining mm-hmm. us to play? I will be. I'll be on PlayStation uh, XX Wampasampa XX. You can find me. I'm on you know the game chat on um, on Facebook. You guys will see me out there. I'm going to be completely awful. <laughs> to out of the get I have no clue what I'm doing. I've watched some of the YouTube videos, which look absolutely amazing. Um, I'm original Kickstarter backer. I'm so happy that this came to life. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome, awesome. Well, there you have it. If you want to join up with him, there's a, there's his gamer tag. And stick around if you want to, Vince, but I'm going to get to this next caller. And looks like Houston, Missouri calling in. Who do we have? Uh, this is Andrew. Uh, been listening to your podcast for a few months now, like everything I hear. Awesome. Well, thanks, Andrew. We appreciate, yeah, we appreciate your support and thanks for calling in. And since we're talking about the Friday game at the moment, are you going to be playing also? Um, I would, but I'm not much of a gamer. Um, my, what platform is that thing on? I really haven't done much research. PS4. It's going to be on steam for the computer and also Xbox and, uh, Vincent DeSanti, the uh, director from the fan film Never Hike Alone, is who was just you were listening to prior. He's a PS4, I'm PS4, and I think Eric is a PS4, right, Eric? Right, I am too. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I can't really, you know, speak for everyone. Obviously, there's multiple platforms, but I've been a PS4 guy, you know, since since it came out, you know, PS since day one. So that's where that's where you can find me at too. Absolutely. Yeah, that so, sounds pretty pretty sweet. So what's going on tonight, man? Well, uh, I wanted to ask you guys a question. I've already actually uh, emailed Nate once, and I got his response. Uh, I have I have a reason for it. Uh, if you could visit any uh, filming location from any of the movies, what would it be? Oh, you know, I'll go ahead and kick this off. For me, 
I mean, I would love to go and visit the part three filming location that was unfortunately burnt down that and the part six filming locations. Yeah. Those would be my, those would be my top two if I could pick. Eric. Well, yeah. uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Well, I'm kind of a purist. I mean, I, I last uh, year I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to go to Camp Daniel Morgan and well hard labor creek right next to it and nobody could get on Daniel Morgan but I still wanted to go to Blairstown and I I don't know I mean I saw where uh, Bobby Heckham uh, I know he reps uh, Kim Beck uh, he was just at Texas at the uh uh 09 filming location and you know I quite frankly I'd be happy to go to any of them and see something that I love so much. Oh yeah, me too. Um the reason why I was asking uh me and my wife we like to go to the southern beaches a lot on our vacations and I think I've about conjured into going to Savannah, Georgia and uh not knowing that, you know, on a slip by Covington on the way and maybe go to Camp Daniel Morgan, but uh, that's that's kind of been a like a lifelong thing to see that. I'd love to see Higgins Haven too, but what's left of it anyway? You know, for me, I, I, I as big a Jason Lives fan as I am, Nathan and I definitely have that in common. I wouldn't necessarily want to go to any of the sets. It's the uh, the on ramp to the highway where the police officers drop Tom Matthews off with the, the Forest Green oh, yeah. sign. I want to just pull over and sit there and wait for the sun to go down so I can relive that moment, the sunset, and just sit there with a truck and just be like, okay, this is where I have to make my decision. Do I do I leave or do I keep going? Well, and you know, it's funny you say that because now you can get a forest green sign from Wayne Savage. It's Savage by Design. You can check him out on Facebook. It's got his website and everything, so you can buy yourself the sign and take it with you. Yeah, that's, that's even awesome. better. All right, guys. I, I just thought I'd give give you a call in after listening to your site so much and catching all the all the back episodes and everything. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah, you know what, Andrew? Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate yep, the support. Thanks for listening, man. All right. See you. Have a good night. But yeah, Vin, um, you know, if you got any other updates or anything that you want to share or, or throw out there, I know you, you're good about posting a lot of that stuff on Facebook and other social media platforms, but if there's anything, you know, special or new or anything that you want to share at all, you can go ahead and throw it on out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of hanging out listening to you guys, uh, you know, talking to those guys. It's cool to just kind of kind of chime in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, anybody who doesn't know yet, I mean, you can follow us up at WompStompFilms.com or on social media at WompStompFilms across the board. Um, like I said, I guess our biggest update right now is we're planning to, to, to finish up in July. Uh, we've been getting a lot of requests about uh, what the final running time of the film will be. Um, we do believe it will be longer than originally intended, longer than 22 minutes. We just don't know yet. Uh, we're still collecting most of the footage, but signs are kind of pointing that way. Um, people have also been asking about um, 
you know, purchasing additional T-shirts and posters and things like that. Some people were, were late to the Kickstarter party, and we're looking into how we can make those available uh, to people um, in the coming months. So there's a lot to look forward to, and just keep an eye out on our social media for all the updates you need for behind the scenes because we're up to we're going to be up to a lot in the next uh, month, and especially at the end of July. Awesome, definitely. Cool. Yeah. The, right, guys, uh, yeah well, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, you know, you can feel free to stick around. We're just, you know, just chatting Friday in general. You know, talking about the game. You know, whoever calls in, whatever oh, yeah. they want to talk about, you know, we'll talk about it. So, you know, definitely, if you want to feel free to stick around, feel free. Cool. Have you guys picked out which Jason you're gonna be when you are Jason yet? Well, I'll go ahead and kick that one off first. My my first choice is gonna be part six, hands down, and then then I'll probably go over to three. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Part six. So <laughs> six, six, and three are going to be my hopefully my first two choices. I don't know about you guys, but that's that's where I'm at. If I played, I'd probably go with Brooker or Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Or what did I yeah, say? I think I'm... Did I just Brooker? You, you I said Brooker. What did I say? Matthews. Yeah, you want to be Tommy yeah. Jarvis? Yeah, I want to be the Tommy Jarvis, Jason. That's what I want to do. Sure. Nice. Man, I am excited <laughs> about playing Tom Savini, Jason. I am. I can't wait. I hope that uh, the Kickstarters that bought that, I hope that that's almost like a glitch cheat. Huh. Yeah, How does no, it work on the game? Is it something, was it, uh, is that automatically on there if you purchased it, or is it something you have to, uh, like, unlock? I don't know how oh. video games work, but I thought there was things you had to unlock on these games. The Savini was, was an add-on. That was an add-on purchase later. So if you didn't, so if, if you, you bought it, you just have it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Which I didn't. Wow. I didn't actually purchase it at the time. Which you know, I don't know if you guys did, but uh, I just, I just didn't bother with it at the time. So. Yeah, I got that. I was when I backed it on Kickstarter. That was part of it. So um, or wherever when it came out, I know I definitely got it. So I'm looking forward to playing Hell Jason, and then yeah, definitely Part Six as well. I'm gonna be throwing those darts at everybody. <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's um, you know, we're, people are going to be playing it here in just a, literally a matter of a few hours, and I am insanely jealous. I know. <laughs> I've, I've seen some people uh, already starting to download it in some places, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, so I mean, I'm just been keeping an eye on social media. I don't know if anybody out there doesn't know about it, but there's a, a Friday the 13th game forum on on Facebook that has all the updates. People have been going there for months asking when the exact moment the game is coming out, <laughs> over and over again ridiculous so yeah funny. i gotta admit that before uh we started tonight i actually fired up my playstation and went to the the ps store to see if it was actually available and you could actually download it you know prior so i didn't have to wait to download it in the morning which the file's not that big and it shouldn't take that long to download anyway but i just wanted to get it out of the way if it was possible and as of right now it was not available in the ps store yeah, I'm sitting in front of my PlayStation right now. I actually just checked just like you. It's funny. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so I know I just thought it was available, so I just I just figured I'd I'd take a look. Yeah, definitely. Eric, did did you pre-order it yourself? Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, a Kickstarter since. Uh, well, I think so. they were uh, below a hundred thousand dollars when. I initially became a Kickstarter, uh, joined the Kickstarter campaign. And uh, then when they offered Savini Jason, I purchased that as well. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't <clears throat> I didn't do the pre order and at the time I didn't even have a PS four. I wasn't really sure where the hell I'd even be, you know, playing it at. I, I figured it would be PS four because I've always been a PS four person. I just I needed to get a new uh PS at the time and I just didn't didn't really know what the hell I was gonna do, so I was kind of behind on the on the pre order stuff. So I'm I'm kicking myself in the ass now that I didn't get the Savini, Jason. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I mean, I know that people have asked if they would release it as a, as a, you know, second tier add on later on down the line, and I know some of the original backers have have argued that it should only be a part of the Kickstarter, but I think it's something you get to make available to everybody eventually. I mean, I'm glad to have it right out of the bat, but that's definitely going to be, you know, as part of the experience. Everybody should, you know, at least get a chance to play that. That's going to be pretty cool. You know, I'm interested to see if they are going to add on the extra Jasons at some point and how they're going to end up doing that. You know, it's, it's going to be fun to not only play this game, but see how it grows, if they come up with, you know, they had all those Reacher goals, like, you know, building stuff as silly as, like, getting the Grendel and having Jason X. I think that, you know, as far as, like, expanding the game, that's going to make it, like, it has a lot of potential to even go far from here, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and we were kind of talking about that before you called in, you know, with games like Grand Theft Auto Five and, you know, others with the huge online base and all the additions that they've done and updates, you know, making a, a three-year-old game a number one game for three years. I mean, they haven't even lowered the price of that game since it, it came out because people are still buying it like it's brand new. And I'm hoping that they're going to, you know, keep updating it along the lines and they probably will, you know, depending on how the popularity is. And I think it's going to be surprising, but we were talking earlier, you know, they could do some updates later and, and, you know, add some things and, and hopefully try to keep it going with the, the heightened popularity, you know, like a game like GTA five. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I hedged my bet with the game so much so that, I went. I I had them sign uh, the only Friday the Thirteenth memorabilia that I have. I just I I I I I believed in the guys that they're they're freaking brilliant, and uh, they they've got great attention to detail, and I. I am. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm ecstatic now that I think about it. I've got to go buy a mic set and uh, earbuds, uh, mm-hmm. so I can play it tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's definitely heavy, depending on being able to talk to the people around you. I mean, I can't imagine trying to play some of those levels without being able to communicate with the person who's in the room with you. I mean, the tension of the game seems so crazy. Like having to go around and make the least amount of noise and you never know when Jason's going to show up. And then like, I just get chills when I see Jason pop up in someone's YouTube feed. And I'm like, just get out of the house, get out of the house, run, run, run. And you can't, and the characters only move so fast. I think it's such a great, like, it's going to be such a great experience. I can't wait for it. Yeah. It's definitely submersive. And that's the one thing that I recognized right off the bat playing the beta was the, the tension and the eeriness, you know, the the score, obviously, Harry, you know. No doubt, that's exactly what I was going to say. The Manfredini score, you, you just set up that scene, and on top of it, you get a Manfredini score to go with it. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I mean, it's, it's the wave of the future. I, I believe that. 
But uh, now with with never hike alone. Mm. Um, uh, I don't want to. I, I don't want to ask you too much about it because uh, that <laughs> we that wouldn't seem redundant at this point. Uh, I'm 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 super stoked to see it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, everything looks great. You guys have done such a great job. And I, as a fan of the fr- franchise, I love the fact when other fans do stuff like you guys. I mean, that's what started that. You guys are fans. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's... It's, no, it's, I mean, I think I think it's kind of like what I was saying before. It's, it's you know, it's the game. It's, you know, our film, the other films that are coming out, and the other guys that are doing stuff. And, and everyone who's done stuff over the years. I mean, other fan films of, you know, that people have just gone out and done it. Um, you know, they still have hundreds of thousands of views. And, you know, it's, it just goes to show you how much we love to eat up this material, how much we love Jason, how much we love this story. We love the ridiculousness of it. And there's no there's no true explanation. It's just, it just is, you know what I mean? It's like it. So to take that and have an opportunity to turn that into something, that passion and that, you know, just love for this franchise and be able to go out and make something on our own. And then, you know, to have you guys say such great things about it and have people, you know, send us messages and things like that. Like, you know, it makes us feel even better that, you know, it feels like we're doing something and the fans are appreciating it. And, you know, I think that that's, it's a great feeling. Yeah, the the response has just been, you know, since we had you on the show a while back, the response is just seems like it's just growing and growing and growing. You know, you guys are doing such an amazing job doing uh, promotional pictures and just keeping everybody in tune. And it's it's really, I think, worked wonders with the response. And, you know, it's, yeah, we're not getting the movie that we thought we're getting, but, you know, we got the game. Obviously, we've got the other fan films. We got Sean Richards, you know, uh, executive producer yeah. of the Part 3 documentary. We got that coming. So, you know, it's it's still not a bad time to be a Friday fan, regardless of anything else. I, you know, your your project is a whole new take on Friday. And, you know, with uh, what you see in the trailer and just some of the different angles and, you know, the use of the drones and things like that. I mean, I've even heard alumni make comments about this film. And just a couple weeks ago, I was with Ari Lehman, and he even mentioned it to me. And... I was, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, he's doing, doing a, not a different take, but we're going to see perspectives or shots and angles that we mm-hmm. haven't really seen before that weren't traditional in the eighties films. And, you know, he just made comments about, you know, how awesome he thought it was going to be. So you even have alumni talking about it. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I had, you know, and I had the opportunity to talk to Ari at Marks of Palooza and I, I bumped into Kane speaking of which. Helen back his, I mean, his documentary is coming out pretty soon. Um, they just released a scene of it. So you have that Sean's, I mean, I've had a chance to meet and befriend Sean Richards. I'm seeing what he's up to uh, on that documentary. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, he's so passionate about what he's doing and he loves what he's doing. Um, you know, and he just took a trip out and did an interview with CJ Graham um, to add another alumni to his project. So, you know, there's a lot of coming out. And I think that, that, that Friday the 13th is on the verge of making a really big resurgence. And it's all driven by the fans. Um, and it all goes back to the alumni. I mean, the alumni have kept it alive all these years. Guys like Ari and Kane and Adrian and the people you see at all of these conventions, you know, Tom going out, 
and, you know, Ted and, and, and making these appearances and staying interconnected with the fans. I mean, that's how it's been able to breed. So we owe a lot to the alumni for keeping it alive all these years. Um, you know, at Monster Palooza, I actually had a chance. I mean, this was, I mean, it's crazy you mentioned that because, you know, I had like an almost out-of-body experience at Monster Palooza where um, I bumped into Derek Mears in the lobby and I said, hey, Derek, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I just want to say I'm up to this. I'm, I'm making this fan film. You should check it out. And he looked at me. He goes, I know what this is. I saw the trailer. Dude, it's awesome. It looks so good. You know, good luck with this, man. I'm, I'm watching this. I, I, I can't wait to see it. As a fan, I can't wait to see it. And I just like, it, my mind just like blew out of the back of my skull. I was like, <laughs> what's going on right now? Like, this is insane. And, you know, to, to sit there and have conversations with, you know, those people over the weekend and talk Friday the 13th and see how we're all connected to this franchise, I think says a lot about it and the future of it in that no matter what happens with the studios, things happen. It's unfortunate, but we're going to keep it alive any way we can, and it's our celebration, and we're just going to keep it moving forward. I think there are a lot of factors like you were just talking about with, excuse me, the idea of resurgence with fans and alumni keeping it alive. I mean, look what we got last year with the X-Files. Now twins, you know, Mm -hmm. Twin Peaks is back. I think now with, you know, Blumhouse getting involved with Halloween and Danny McBride is writing it and whatnot. I mean, I think we're getting to that Mm -hmm. point and the game is just another step along the line that people are realizing there is still life there and that we need to get the ball rolling on these things. And I mean, I think that's great that, all these other resurgences have gone so well, it only bodes well for Friday the 13th, like you said. Yeah. And I, I think that, that the key is, is the fact that we know what the demographic is. We know what the pool is. So maybe the hang up could have been, you know, they wanted to make $25 million features, $20 million features, but the model isn't like that for horror anymore. You know, the successful horror films are made for five and $10 million. And, you know, maybe, that's what they're waiting for. And a Friday the 13th can survive in that 5 to $10 million world and even get a boost because you know the fans are going to be there. But, you know, if anything shows all the projects coming out this year, the fans are here. It's just, you know, we'll see what happens with Halloween. We'll see what happens with, with all these things that are coming out. But I think it just shows that, you know, that once, once there's a fandom behind something, we'll continue to watch the things they make until they either – do it right and we never need to see it again or they completely break it and they need another break and, you know, we reset again, but we'll keep watching it. You know, I, I think that, that, that that's the key. It's like, don't stop and think that, you know, it has to be perfect or it has to be that. It's just, just make something, let the fans eat it up and move on to the next thing and keep the story going. I have a question for you, particularly you being a filmmaker and me mm-hmm. knowing nothing about the logistics of filming. Uh-huh. What would stop you from getting an old camera and producing a $250,000 Halloween in today? I mean, who cares if it's digital? Do you know what um, I'm saying? Well, I mean, it has to go down. That comes down to taste. It comes down to workflow. Um, you know, getting the materials that you would need to shoot on film, it's not impossible but it does limit you and it does, you know, put you in a specific position where you have to go find technology that's not so much in use, which makes it rare, which also makes it a little bit more expensive, um, the care for the film and the things like that. I'm sure that there are cheaper ways to do it now than there were in the 80s, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's so limited use that it becomes a niche thing and the, the, the price for that drives up. With digital, 
it's much, much cheaper to make the film. And for just a little cost in post of what it would cost you to do in film, I believe, and I could be wrong, but you can get that film look um, and still be able to do all the fun digital imagery. And, you know, it's, I mean, there's a lot you can do in post and there's a lot you can do in the color correction and output of the film that will, that can give it that look that you don't necessarily need to shoot it on film. There is, I mean, obviously a beautiful quality to it um, when you do do it that way. But I think for independent feature filmmakers like myself and, you know, I'm not making this for $250,000. I'm making it for considerably less. Um, and if I had $250,000, it would be a decision to make, like, do I want to spend this money on just making it film, or can I use that money that I would save doing it digitally to spend it on other departments? Um, I think if you're going to do film, you should really spend it on something you're going to put a lot of money into, and it becomes a part of the process. I think film is going to become a high-concept thing, Um for major films, and I think that, like, I believe they're using film on Ready Player One with digital for things like that. And you know, it's very interesting the way that that you know Quentin Tarantino just went and made Hateful Eight, you know, film, you know, I remember Super Duper Scope, you know, 88 millimeter or whatever. But those are the ways you're going to see film being used in the future for low budget indie. It's you're not going to see it probably that much unless it's a very specific idea that has to be shot on film. And doesn't and and that's what the budget's built towards. It you know it has to be built. You have to come up with an excuse for it. And I know that was a long answer, but that's kind of a thinking out process of it. I mean, the simple organics of it is, is like in part three uh, when uh, I believe is it the scene where Edna's outside uh, griping mm-hmm. about Harold, and mm-hmm. right before that you see there's like. An eye floater. I don't know if everybody knows what that is, but it's like a blip in the film, and mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe. It. It's in the same spot with every uh, every there. Were, there's several throughout the movie to where you could see. You know the the. Uh, I guess it was an error on the film itself. Uh, recording with the 3D that they did back then. Which I could imagine yeah. that that cost a fortune today, with and definitely cheaper digitally. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sure. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to chime in. <clears throat> that's related to Eric's original question. Was recently I had director Tony Crespo on as a guest, and he's directing the another fan film that's being uh, that they're about to shoot this summer, and that's Friday the Thirteenth: The Lost Chapter. And recently they did a Facebook Live Q&A, and I happened to tune in and check out that. And one of the um, one of the people's questions was if they thought that because the film is actually set in 1985. So the question was, since your film is being set in the 80s, have you thought about actually, you know, giving it the grainy, you know, VHS effect? And they said that that's something that they were, you know, they were they were talking about it, but it's not probably not going to be likely. So, you know, there's, they mentioned a couple other things about, you know, the process of what it would be, you know, to make that happen. But there's there, I guess there's a slim possibility that they may go that route. So there's uh, definitely people wondering, you know, about other films and having that effect. No, I mean, like, like I said, it comes down to the filmmakers um, choice, really. It, and, you know, what they're comfortable, you know, what they're comfortable using. 
um, because using film, it's, it's you know you got to be very diligent about the footage you use. Um, digital takes you get in you know until you run out of memory, which really you know is really hard to do if you're set up well. Um, but you know film's infinite, so if, you, if you're shooting, you got to know very very well exactly what you're shooting in each setup, and you know it becomes a very very fine art. I think that that you know you got to pay a lot of respect to that as far as being it in post. There are definitely ways to to get that VHS look in post very cheaply. Um, there's different things you can download, but a quick YouTube tutorial on After Effects or you know anything, any type of editing software that they've got, and if they have their editor or a post person for them, um, I'm sure they can find somebody to do that and give them that effect and see it both ways. I mean, that's going to be you know their their choice and however they do it, but you know that's going to be a lot of fun for them when when they get to that point. Sure. And obviously your film's set in present day, so obviously you want it mm-hmm. to be, you know, crystal clear. Yeah, we're going to do that. But, I mean, we're going to do some things. Um, we have some some stuff that we're going to do that that's fun. Um, you know, when we're in the GoPro vision, we definitely have a different feel for the camera there. Um, and, you know, there's some other things that we're going to do with our images for, for fun in the end. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, it's, it's going to be pretty crystal clear, uh, pretty modern day, typical um, – and it's it's very interesting that you even talk about that just seeing the footage from the game just now they've got it they've got that 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 granny and it is it's just what wes said the same primary colors that stand out against grainy film Mm -hmm. i mean uh and i mean you know it's come it it i'm excited and I just, I, I, wow. Huh. Yeah, no, they they did a great job with the game. Definitely, in a sense of capturing the old films. You know, when he when Jason morphs, that's when you get that um, that you know it looks like the the tracking on the VHS goes out. Like you lose vision for a second because Jason has just like jumped in time across the map, which is one of his cool special powers. And then he ends up right behind you, and he can snatch you right then and there. But I was you know watching the the playbacks and then that happens when like you can see Jason and then like there's the blip on the screen and then he's gone and you don't know where he went. Did he go after somebody else or did he, you know, morph behind you and and you don't know where he is. You know, I I remember the one I was watching, the guy was like trapped in Higgins Haven in the barn. And I was just like, Oh my God, get out of there, dude. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? You're going to die. And eventually, you know, they were trying to kill Jason or something at that point. Um, So it was pretty, it's pretty cool. To see that. And it, I think another thing that we could probably talk about is the fact that, you know, Tommy Jarvis is in the game and it's Tom Matthews, which is cool um, to have him come in as like, you know, <laughs> the last savior with a shotgun. Is that, I mean, that's such a cool addition to the game. Extremely yeah. so. It, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's just riddled with little bitty love notes everywhere. And I guess, you know, you'll never know what turns up at uh, Camp Blood. Yeah, I'm kind of anxious just to see, you know, there's got to be some surprises in there that they just didn't unfold. You know, there's, I don't know whether it be a character or just something, I, who the fuck knows, just something that they didn't give any teasers on. I'm just anxious to see, you know, what that might be now granted there's been you know people doing reviews and footage from since yesterday that they've been posting all over the place and i haven't seen any of that but you know who's to say that it's not out there somewhere whatever that might be 
So we'll definitely, see. I'm sure by the time I'm sure by the time us PlayStation guys can get up and going, that everyone will figure it out by then. <laughs> we'll see it all over the internet. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like uh, always. I'm not even going to pay attention to social media, you know, after midnight tonight. I'm I'm just going to leave it the hell alone until you know the morning and right about the time that I'm downloading it. And I'm not even I'm not going to look at you know anything to have any spoilers there. It's probably a smart move. Yeah, because obviously you know people are going to be talking about it, you know, at 12.01. You know, the whoever's playing first, there's going to be, you know, posts about it all over hell. Yeah, and uh, speaking about, I mean, getting up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically people who have backed the game or have pre-ordered it, we just need to keep an eye out on our email and we'll get our download codes. Is that correct? Uh, Eric, you downloaded it, or I mean, you pre-ordered it. Isn't that the case? Uh, I do believe so. I I keep refreshing my email, uh, waiting for <laughs> you know, waiting for the normal handy dandy Randy uh, email that says, "Here you go, you can play it now." And I'm like yeah. obsessed about it. I'm like, give me more, yeah. give me more, be there. And that is correct. Now that I think about it, I've seen a couple other people mention that it was going to be emailed. So yeah, just a matter of matter of time before you get the uh, the magic email. That's cool. But I will be downloading mine right off the PlayStation store. So like I said, I was hoping that they would already have it on there. So, you know, either way, I'm just hoping it, it don't, it don't take that long to actually download. It doesn't look like the file size is that big. So it shouldn't take, you know, that long before I'll be in action first thing in the morning. And I have my whole fucking day cleared, my whole weekend cleared. And I've talked to a couple others who basically have also planned time off around the game. So there's there's a lot of people that are anticipating this, so it's going to be interesting to hook up with everybody and, you know, get in the same sessions and either kill or be killed. I know. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you looking forward to playing more as Jason or as the counselors? You know, probably more as Jason. I mean, it'll be interesting for me to, you know, personally to be against Jason and try to escape or just not be killed or whatever, but obviously, <laughs> so I, obviously... Yeah, I, I want to I want to do some hacking and slashing myself, so uh, or stomping a head in the fire, which I'm really looking forward to doing that also. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just excited to play. But I think I'd probably enjoy Jason out of if I had to pick. That's probably what I'm going to enjoy the most, I'd say. But you know, the way that Wes and Randy, I believe, talked about it uh, was that they're going to make it fun to be a counselor like oh, that's... it definitely looks fun to be a counselor oh absolutely i think i uh, i'm 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 just stoked i want to see it i w- i want to see new friday footage whether it's from <laughs> womp stomp films or gun media i don't care i just want i need my friday fix <laughs> yeah i mean if you think oh. about it they're the only basically the top two that have actually been you know, releasing regular footage, you know, like I said, Vin's been awesome putting out, you know, pictures and everything. And obviously gun media has been, you know, posting all kinds of shit. So that's really what's been kind of keeping, you know, Jason right out there fresh since they canceled, you know, the thought of the the next installment. 
Yeah, man, we've been, and, you know, we've been trying to do that. I mean, our part of our mission is not only creating the film. I mean, we definitely take time to sit back and take some photos of set and, like, think about, like, what's a cool shot of Jason today? Like, what could we do? Um, and, you know, for people out there who, you know, want to get in on that action, you know, this all started with me maybe three years ago building my first Jason costume, going out in the woods and just taking one picture. And, you know, we still capture that spirit with Womp Stomp because we know how cool, like just a single image of Jason can be like a painting, you know, I mean, it's not only just like what we do. I mean, I, you definitely have to throw a shout out to guys who are making, you know, masks out there, uh, you know, all the repro mask people um, who keep it out in the forefront. There's so much of that going up there. The artists that go to these conventions that draw beautiful artwork of Jason and do these unbelievable posters. Like we just did the one, it was like the Creek Show poster with, with uh, Ted White, Jason, and Corey Seldman. Who just released that? I actually just got a poster of that, and I can't remember. I think it was Fright Rags. That was on Terror that? Threads. Terror Threads. Yeah, sorry to. Yeah, Terror Threads I mean, did that like, shirt. It was a, um, I think, a seventy-two hour sale that they did on it a few weeks ago, and of course Gary Pullen had the Friday the Thirteenth Part Three three D artwork that was for Texas Frightmare, and yep. What, what's uh, just a couple days ago, this this uh, Tuesday, yeah, it was Tuesday. Gary actually released on his website the leftovers, and it was actually a 3D print where you have you know to wear the glasses to get the full effect, and then he had a non 3D version, and they it sold out within minutes. Like literally, it was they were all gone within minutes, and it's a, I don't know if you guys seen that print, but it was badass. I actually missed out on one. But uh, but yeah, the creep show part four that was some cool artwork. Terra Threads does you know awesome work, and there's there's always cool shirts out there, you know, and most of them are in a limited run. You really got to stay on top of that shit, otherwise you miss out. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of cosplayers out there too. Are very popular on Instagram. Uh, I see them posting all the time, and you know, so many people are following it. And you know, these are the people who are showing up at conventions in costume and look good, and people want to take photos with them and. That's exciting, and it's definitely exciting for young fans. I mean, I did a day walking around in, in uh, Never Hike Alone, Jason, for MonsterCon, I mean, for Monster Palooza, and, you know, it was, I mean, it was fun walking around and kind of seeing the sights from, you know, behind the mask, but all the kids that would come up and want to take a picture and, and do that stuff, I mean, you know, for them, it's real. And I think it's a lot of fun to pass that down because, I mean, for us, we were those kids. You know, we were the ones who... You know, I didn't have, you know, a Monster Palooza when I was growing up. And now to be able to, you know, go to one as an adult and participate, that, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, it, it, it's, you know, like I keep saying, it's, it goes around the world with this. And there's so many, there's so much of it driven by the fans. And, you know, it's a real good, you know, it's just a great community to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's a new, a new, um, Part four, Ted White figure that's dropping, I think, tomorrow mm-hmm. or early next week. It's on uh, pre-order links or, or already been up for a while on that one. But, you know, there's the collectible side of it on top of that, too. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. like you said, the, the cosplayers out there. And, you know, I do a little bit of that myself. Eric does, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of great guys out there that keep that alive. And, of course, we got to thank the prop makers and the mask makers out there for providing the good products. You know, we try to get them guys on the show and help them out too. So it's, it's obviously a community effort, you know, to keep everything going. And it's just, you know, we're just glad to be a part of it and, you know, basically be in the middle and be able to help out whoever we can. Yeah. You, know, you guys have been great. I mean, it's, it's nice. And, you know, 
since you guys had me on and I've listened to other people come on and, and talk about their projects or even listening to the alumni come back and talk about what, what they're up to and, you know, what they're doing. Like I always get a kick out of seeing, you know, CJ back in costume and he did that picture with, uh, yeah, I think he went to Germany and took the picture with all the, all the German counselors that are all piled up his bodies and like yeah. to see it around the world too. I mean, that's just so cool. I saw, you know, pictures of Tom Matthews in the UK, um, at a horror fest over there. And then there was one, I think this past weekend, a few people were there. I mean, they're all over the place. It's just, it's just nice to see everybody just participating and, and giving back. You know, oh yeah. What? The funny thing about this whole, uh, CJ in costume and even, I, I can even see it being passed along with Steve dash. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, Nate's the one that suggested that CJ was like, nobody will ever want to take a picture with me behind the mask. And he, and he, and he was, go, and he was go, trying to get a costume to set it up on a mannequin. And he, the first time it went nuts. He did it one day. The first time he got booked in 10 countries and had 250 photos in one day. Oh man. Yeah. Well, CJ actually does have two costumes. He does have a mannequin that he does take with him to some of the shows. It just depends on where he's at. You know, if he's traveling himself, uh, as far as, you know, just driving, he can take the mannequin, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to travel with it. So it kind of just depends on what show he's actually doing. So you might see it in some pictures and then another convention, you don't see it. And according to him, you know, that's, that's why that is. But yeah, I mean, the, the photo ops for CJ have been, Awesome. I mean, very good reception. Obviously, that's led to Steve Dash. We're going to see uh, Steve Dash in basically a month. Eric and I will be in that's Indianapolis great. for that photo op, which I'm really looking forward to. And we'd love to to get Steve on and talk about that a little bit since there's been very limited information. So hopefully we can get a go with that here in the next couple of weeks because I'd really like to hear more about that project. That's amazing. I didn't know about Steve Dash, so I'm, I'm happy to find that out. That's cool. Yeah, Days of the Dead, Indianapolis. It's the last week in June. Um, I think it's something like June 30th through July 2nd. I can't remember what the hell the exact dates are, but it's that that last weekend of June into July, whatever the the numbers are. And CJ's there. He's doing a costume photo op by himself. Then Steve Dash is also doing one by himself. And then they're doing a dual photo op with both of them. Yeah, how cool is that to have, you know, two in there? So, and... You know, uh, Larry Zerner is also going to be there. Larry's been on recently. Larry's been on the show a couple times, and I have uh, not, not met Larry in person yet since he doesn't do a whole lot of shows. So we're looking forward to hanging out with Larry a little bit. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I had the opportunity to meet Larry at um, a Cine Family screening of Friday the 13th Part 3. Uh, earlier this year, when we did the launch for the Kickstarter Never Hike Alone, we went to the Friday the 13th screening that night and handed out a bunch of flyers. I went in costume and stuff like that. We got to meet Larry that night. He's, he's, you know, he's a great guy. He's a ham. Um, and that's actually the night I met Sean Richards. So that was that was pretty cool too. Yes, I remember seeing pictures of that uh, promotional event. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's going to be a good show. I'm definitely looking forward to that. You know, there's a lot of other good conventions coming up, but to have that dual photo op with two, you know, Jason actors. I mean, that's that's never happened. So I'm definitely going to get the double double photo op opportunity. I'm not going to miss that one. That's for sure. If, if only they could get Kane in like one of his four outfits there, that would be. Yeah, you know what? You know, they need to. You know, it would be amazing if Kane redid. A, 
I know this is, sounds crazy, but if you did a re, redid an Uber Jason, like in costume appearance, that might be the craziest, but one that has to happen because it only happened once. It has to happen sure. somewhere. Yeah, and you know, Kane's obviously done a couple Mad Monster yep. costume photo ops in his Part Seven, and mm-hmm. I think you know we're we're probably going to start seeing some more. Um, I can't give any details out, but I know that there's another person that's interested in doing a costume photo op. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily Jason or anything in general, but I think, you know, Robert England's done it. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing other people who, you know, see the, the fans, you know, just lines for miles and see, you know, the reaction. I think, I think we're going to start seeing other, other actors doing costume photo ops. I think they're really going to start growing, but that's, that's just my opinion. That's good. And, you know, it's, it's all the better for the fans. Like, that's, it just creates an even better experience when you go to these conventions. And, you know, they get bigger and bigger, and you see more and more people. And, you know, horror is such a great genre. It's visual and, um, and engaging, and people love it. And, you know, it's one of the only genres other than, you know, sci-fi uh, and, you know, fantasy to, you know, both of them. It's like, you know, we all have our love for it, and, and the love runs deep, so... Um, you know, the more, the more we have the experience for, for fans, the better. Oh yeah, definitely. And, you know, we just had the Doug Bradley experience. I don't know if you've seen any of those Mm -hmm. pictures, but you know, that was a, a little bit, you know, a little bit pricey, not in my opinion, it wasn't pricey. I would pay that, but it was 200 and some dollars, (laughs) but you know, you got to spend a few minutes with him and the photo op was just badass. So it's going to be cool to see, you know, what they come up with. I know when CJ did his photo op in Phoenix, um, last weekend, they had a, a part six mm-hmm. backdrop for it on the green screen. So, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what they come up with next. Well, I think what's going to be interesting is that if if they can continue to get more and more there and fans that I mean, that obviously opens up the opportunity to do bigger and better things, um, you know, make those experiences even more. You're talking about that Doug Bradley experience. It sounds like there's a pretty big production endeavor. And so if the conventions can support it and the price is right, I mean, who knows what we can do with some of our, you know, some of our guys going to these conventions and the girls that are going to the conventions and let them, you know, put together things that are, you know, that help enhance the experience like that. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And maybe Eric will actually do a photo op this time since it's Steve Dash there. That's <laughs> Eric's a big part two fan. So I'm sure he's going to have to do that one. Mm-hmm. I, I I am, and I probably uh, owe Steve Dash an apology for as much ribbing as I've given him about being on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I actually, uh, days indie, I, I, I was thinking that I'm, I'm probably going to do that photo op. All right, looks like we got a, another caller here. Looks like. Well, speak of the devil, we were just talking about him. Sean Richards, executive producer of the Friday the 13th upcoming Part 3 documentary. How's it going tonight, Sean? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're just chatting about Friday. Uh, We have one of your friends, a mutual friend on, Mr. Uh, Vin DeSanti, on chatting a little bit about Friday. And uh, just talking about the game, talking about some upcoming conventions and just uh, just Friday in general. So I know you got some updates for us, though. So let's let's hear what you got. Yeah. Friday tasticness. Yeah, we uh, we just uh, wrapped with the documentary as far as everything that needs to be done with it. Just now, I just got off the train 
coming back from my editors and uh, now it's off to the mix and master with the audio guy so that's happening this evening and then tomorrow going to be there this evening or tomorrow morning and then the mix and master for audio and the rough cuts together so um and then we'll go with go forward with the next step um and uh talking to paramount about that see what they see what they think about it and what we need to do uh thereafter awesome awesome and i know you and i have have talked a bunch but uh obviously on social media you've been pretty good about posting some pictures and some updates you and Vin both, you know, we were commending him on that also. And looks like recently you had just sat down with CJ Graham and were able to add him, you know, to some of your interviews. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how that went down. Uh, yeah, uh, we uh, just talked with CJ last Saturday evening. Uh, it was really great to uh, to sit down with him and what, what he shared. It was um, absolutely fantastic. Very, um, very wonderful. Uh, points of conversation he brought up about Richard, about uh, Jason in general, part three. Um, he really added a, a, a definitive and a very uh, important element to the documentary. So we're really uh, blessed to have him and, and very grateful. Awesome. Yeah, those were some good pictures. It looks like CJ gave you a haircut. So, you know, it's always <laughs> always nice to get you know haircut by Jason, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm still recovering from that CJ haircut. It's uh, it's all whacked right now. I, I have whacked hair to begin with, uh, so many colics, but uh, no, CJ added to that. So it's it's totally a unique do for me, and uh, really, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm recovering. <laughs> well, you know, it might start a new trend, and who knows? Now that CJ has time, maybe he'll just become a barber part time too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, yeah, he, he really is sporting that Bartis, uh Brutus the barber beefcake uh kind of looking that pick right there so that totally uh totally works absolutely there Nate. absolutely oh awesome awesome well sounds like everything is is in order and hopefully paramount gives you some good news yeah um you know uh we just we just want to work together on this and, and make this the best it can be for richard for the fans um you know for part three and and everything that it was uh and the uh the pivotal entry in the series um, yeah, we just, we just want to, you know, do an all around excellent job here for, for, uh, everybody involved with the, um, the picture that came out in 1982, uh, and then for Richard and Richard's memory and, um, yeah, wanting to, wanting to bring something really special for the fans and I'm, you know, pretty confident in what we have here. And, uh, so definitely wanting to talk with them and, and see, uh, you know, see where we go from there. Awesome. You guys got any questions for Sean or interested in any other specific updates? Besides shots and angles? <laughs> Besides your, your famous shots and angles lines? Yeah. No, oh, I, I just, I, I've seen some of the additional production photos that you guys have and that you've leaked out. And since you were first on the show and talking about it, I'm just, and seeing it all develop and you've, Thank you for putting so much heart into it. That's thank you so much. It's beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, and who, am I, who am I speaking with here? Oh, this that's my yeah. That's my co-host Eric Walford, and I got Landon Evanson, my other co-host, on. And then Vin has just stuck around and hung out with us tonight, so he's on too. Hey, what's right up, on. Sean? Long well, time no see. <laughs> oh, that. Is that Vincent DeSanti? Yes. Uh, you know what? It's been a minute, brother. Uh, how you been? <laughs> Doing well, buddy. 
right, and right actually on, right now on. now that i got both of you on um for those yeah. that may not be aware sean is actually going to be appearing in Vinny's film never hike alone so maybe maybe you guys can chat a little bit about that well before we go into that nate i want to just i just want to stop and say thank you to eric uh for for saying those words i really appreciate that um just wanted to pause real quick and uh and say thank you for that because it's been it really has been a uh you know, just an unbelievable endeavor with this documentary. It's something I never expected when I first had the idea to, you know, to, to share the, the footage and dedicate it to Richard. I never knew it was going to take this path. You know, it just kind of snowballed. And um, I absolutely, uh, I can't, I can't say thank you enough for, for, uh, you know, for sharing that and your uh, feedback on that. Cause that means the world. It's, it's what, it's what the entire project's about right there. What you said, Eric. So thank you. No problem. Thank you so much. And uh, it's, uh, I I love it when people in film put everything that they have into their project because it's what they, I mean, it's what they love. It's not, and it's, it, it plays out very well. And I mean, and as a, as an Uber fan, getting to see the things that, we would never have a chance to see, and that's all because of you, man. And just, yeah, and and it, it lives on. I mean, with with never hike alone, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, there's, uh, I, I'm totally excited. Uh, the courts can do whatever they want. We're gonna get a thirteenth film eventually. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, nothing can stop Jason for sure. So, uh, absolutely. I, it's, it's inevitable and you can't stop the unstoppable. So absolutely. And, um, yeah, uh, it's my, my pleasure to do this for, for Richard and for the fans and, you know, to share, I mean, you know, sharing, sharing is caring is the understatement for all times. I mean, you know, and I just, you know, when I heard he passed, and I, you know, hung out with him a few times and got a sense of who he was. I just knew what I had to do. And, uh, and then with the cabin perishing as well, then that was, you know, times two. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, with Vince carrying on the way he has and putting his heart and soul into what he's doing, um, it's absolutely, uh, it's fantastic. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really, uh, you know, really grateful to have, to have met Vince and, and, uh, you know, been able to connect at the screening earlier this year. And so, yeah, it's, uh, my pleasure. And, um, thank you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we definitely appreciate all the hard work that you're putting in and, you know, I've been trying to do everything I can to help you out and, like, and, you know, we obviously want to assist in any way possible. So, you know, just a big, definitely a big thanks for, for all the hard work. I know, I know you've had a couple of issues, you know, here and there, and those things are, you know, kind of inevitable when you're making a film, you're going to have some bumps in the road. So that kind of, you know, that kind of is what it is. But uh, for our regular listeners, uh, Sean was not on the last episode that we had. It was uh, his produce. His, yeah. His producers, Joe Quintanilla and Ruben Angelo and director Kevin Phipps. And when the documentary does come out, we're going to have Sean and whoever else wants to come back on. We're going to do an episode 
with them to be able to talk about some of the things that we couldn't talk about on the prior episode, since there is kind of a, a storyline in there and, you know, some other things and be able to just, you know, chat in general after we get a chance, you know, to watch it. So that's a little preview of an upcoming episode for after the documentary drops. So sounds like pending any issues with Paramount, it sounds like everything's in order and your, your release date, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be, we'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh fingers crossed that, you know, everything goes as smoothly as it can. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a lot of, it's a lot, been a lot of uh, hard work and uh, a lot of, well, there's been a lot of hardship, you know, I'd be, uh, I, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't. Um, but when you have something you believe in, you're passionate about, and you want it be, to be told the right way. And there's only one way that's the right way. It's a lot of fight and it's a lot of struggle, but in the end, it's worth it. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah yeah and uh, uh well not to not to segue i know you wanted to uh i know you had a question and you were talking wanting to talk with me and vince about that i didn't want to derail that question because absolutely i was down and vince on the line so i just <laughs> wanted to say thanks to eric and um but yeah please go ahead nate i i just didn't want to forget that question because i know vince hanging on the line with us so yeah, no problem. Um, like I said, I just figured since coincidentally we had both of you on the line and I just thought, you know, with the, the pictures out there and some of the posts on social mm-hmm. media, it's obvious that you're uh, participating in his film. So just thought maybe, you know, maybe we could chat a little bit about, you know, what what's going on with that situation. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to chime in on that. The, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun, you know, like, like Sean said and I said before, like we met at that screening and, you know, we've just been passing back and forth ever since, like kind of you know, he's, he showed me a little bit of, of his work and I said, Hey, you know, if you ever want to come on, you want to jump onto this, like come and be a, you know, come and help out. So, you know, Sean's come out to the last two shoots of this. He's been a, he's been a great help, um, you know, helping us out in like many different facets, kind of like we're all out there. We, we kind of all share a lot of responsibility and the more hands we have out there and, and you know, the more energy we have out there, it's, it's always fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny. We're, we're, Sean and I are working on something for you know, a little special kind of, uh, thing for the for the ending of the film um, for the credits. Uh, one of the things one of my hopes to do um, is to recreate some of the original crime scenes um, from the original films. And, and you know, when I was talking to Sean, I said, you know, I was thinking about you know, I kind of pitched this thing at him, and I said, I was thinking about doing like these crime scene photos, but I need like cops and victims and things like that. And he was like, well, I can play a cop. And I was like, well, you can play a cop. <laughs> So, you know, we're hoping to get Sean in there as a nice little special cameo at the end. And he also makes another very special cameo as Jason in the film, but not the way that you would think. It's it's a very it's a very key pivotal scene and I'm gonna hang on to that for later on down the road for like a commentary track or something. But Sean did have to play um he did have to play Jason's shadow for a scene and it was uh, and he got to be be Jason for a moment. So I think that was, uh, hopefully I was like, I hope he enjoyed that moment. Cause I, I was, you know, I was kind of geeking out, like laughing about how we achieved this shot. And we had Sean kind of act as our, our moving shadow for this really cool shot where Kyle's trying to hide from Jason. It, it, it's pretty fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. We won't, yeah. we won't uh, ask any more questions about that. I'll just be anxious as I'm sure everybody else will to kind of see what mm-hmm. that entails. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sure just looking at the pictures exactly what, involvement was with Sean. I just knew that he was on board for some things. 
Yeah, no, he's been out with us, well, and, and you know, that's a lot of support. Well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a wonderful surprise. I didn't, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that um, to play Shadow Jason. Uh, but yeah, it was like, you know, just hanging out and doing whatever's needing to be done, and um, you know, Vince is like, here, step, step in here, and uh, we need a shadow for Jason for here, and. <clears throat> Like oh okay, and then and then he's like, like okay, just go over here real quick like this and ready and action, and we did it a few times and yeah, it's uh it's exciting, it's exciting to be yeah. a part of that and I, I did not expect that that was so thank you Vince that was that was fantastic to be Shadow Jason for you know for yeah. the film, and it's it's funny you know the the shot we're talking about it won't give much away it's just you know it's it's when you see it on screen I I hope people appreciate that. Even sometimes the most simplest ideas and simplest shots turn into a plethora of things that have to get done just to make it look seamless. And that was one shot that seemed simple on paper, but when we actually achieved it on the day and all the working parts that were there with the gap crew, like like picking up and dropping lights and like moving this shadow and switching the camera angle and doing all these different things, like it was a you know it was like a big choreography to get it done and there's a lot of that type of thinking that goes into the camera work that we put together for this so I think that that's something that that people and, and you know Sean can attest I mean he can look at it from a third person I'm so far in it I can't see it anymore it's just like you know it's just what we're doing and so you know I I really hope that people take appreciation to some of the camera decisions that we've made to make an engaging film and not just film something, but really tell a story with our visuals and, and bring you on a ride. Um, and I think it's a ride that um, is like, I hope it elevates Friday the 13th to a certain degree in the way that we present it with this style of filmmaking. So Sean is basically the first ever credited shadow Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean, Sean, you could start going to conventions in a black leotard. Just head to hell. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what is that? Like the blue, the blue man, but that'd be like the, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the black on instead. Yeah, that'll be me. And I'll just have a little goalie mask to wear over it. Yeah, right on. That's no, you wear it under it. It's gotta go under. That way, it's just the shape. <laughs> oh yes. Hey, even better. Even better. All right, we just came up with Absolutely. a whole new costume. Somebody call Friday the Thirteenth game. We're gonna get a whole new avatar in there. We're ready. Of Shadow Jason, the yeah. killer, Shadow yeah, the, the killer that just creeps on, killer that just creeps on the walls and sometimes comes out of the walls and kills you with the uh, yeah. the mask indented in, inside the black, right there in the fun. shadow. That would be sweet. Yeah, that'd you be know, cool. just take us, yeah, take us uh, a still shot, a screenshot, whatever you want to call it, of the shadow, and you can just sign those. <laughs> Actually, actually, that should be a pretty decent shot. Pretty cool. Nice. Um, nice. Well, we'll save it to you. We'll show it. Maybe we'll we'll flash in the next trailer. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. There you go. But yeah, that's cool that you guys were you know able to hook up before and you know help e- mm-hmm. you know help each other out and that just adds to you know production quality later. You know having having an extra hand and having somebody you know that's also involved with something. I mean, Friday fans are the best, right? You know, it's like a family. Yeah. Well, absolutely, yeah, I mean, and uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ben. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I mean, I was just about to comment on that and the fact that, you know, because Sean's working on a Friday the 13th project, I'm working on a Friday the 13th project, to have, you know, that type of support um, and someone to talk to because it's someone who knows what you're going through. And 
like I said, like I've actually, you know, I've got a chance to talk to Tony Crespo since um, he's been working on Lost Chapter, and we had a great conversation um, about like his ideas for the film and what he saw going. And I was able to give him some advice just because I've been down this road. I had another set of guys reach out to me who are coming out with a pretty cool concept. Uh, they'll release, uh, it's called Fright Fights, but they're, you know, they're working on something right now that I think fans are really going to like. And they've reached out and we've been able to talk about it. And I've been, you know, I haven't really had anyone to talk to other than up until Sean. And up until that point, like, yeah, it was a lot of like ramming through walls and getting things done and, you know, hitting roadblocks and having to find a way around over or through them. Um, and, you know, to kind of go through that and look back and see now all these fans jumping in and wanting to do their own films. Like I've been so happy to be like, listen, like if you want to avoid a lot of hardship, just don't go down this road. <laughs> like, take this road instead. This is your fastest path to, to victory. And um, hopefully those guys will can learn from the mistakes that we've made. I mean, this hasn't been a perfect production, but no production is. And in that chaos, you usually find something really, really special. And, um, you know, I think Sean can attest to that and I'll throw it over to him. But, you know, in the chaos of his making his film, like I've seen it come such a long way since I've known him. So it's, it's been really appreciated to see both of our projects grow together as we're both kind of, you know, in our own separate lakes of fire. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it, what really strikes me is the ultimate irony for the documentary is, you know, this coming, coming from me and my idea of doing this, it's supposed to be a very genuine, heartfelt, sincere, you know, wonderful piece, uh, predominantly about Richard and also about the production he was in in 1982. It's about a man's life, you know. Um, it's insight to the to people the fans can no longer meet. Um, it's sharing of a life and all the things he did. And it, it's just the ultimate irony to me that it's been so hard on in so many different ways. I just it just strikes me as ironic, um, but. Uh, a colleague of mine once said that you know when you keep running into roadblocks that you're onto something. Because if it was easy, then something's off. Because it shouldn't it shouldn't be if it's this well, if it's to to be this deep piece, this well-meaning piece, this you know. And I don't know how much more deep you can get on a piece than you know talking about a man's life and sharing who he was. And, and what he meant to people. Um, so, yeah, I, I always had to, after my colleague said that, it was shared to me, I always kept that in in mind for whenever we would hit obstacles. And there were a lot. And, you know, so with that, you know, with that being said, it was uh, – you know, it, it just, it kept me going. It kept me fighting because I knew when I kept hitting these things, because of what he said, I was on to something. And you're trying to make it the most special it can possibly be. And so that, that was, that always stuck with me after I heard that. And it really, it really helped to take, you know, to have to stay, take a step back, take a breath, recollect, remember what was said 
and then go back in and go back at it again. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a trial by fire. It was for me. It's the first major project I've ever done. And I went, but something about me is if I'm going to do something, and this is just the way I was raised, I'm going to do it right 110% or I'm not going to do it at all. So, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was tough. It was really tough. It was tough in almost every regard, every possible regard you can think of. But what kept me going was I, I met the man. I hung out with him. I got a sense of who he was. He had a heart of gold. He was a great guy. Um, I didn't know a lot of the things about him that I discovered in these interviews. That What I discovered about him through the path and the course of these interviews really blew my mind. Like, I had no idea. And, you know, that's been the journey. That's been the reward. That's been the balance to the hardships. And back to what you were saying, Nate, uh, yeah, Friday the 13th fans, you know, I remembered this, and I just, we actually talked about this. I talked about this with CJ post-interview on Saturday. He had mentioned a little something about the Friday the 13th fans, and when you ever see, you say Friday the 13th fans, and I ever hear that, the memory always pops in my mind of when I first met Ted White, and Ted White hadn't done the convention circuit meeting Friday fans, uh, up until I think 06, he resurfaced in the first um, panel with all the Jasons up in uh, New Jersey. And I'm sitting there in front of his table. He's sitting with Kimberly Beck. And like mid-panel, he just gets up and says, you know what? I got to say this. I got to say this. You know, this was just, this has been an eye-opening weekend for me. And I got to say that the Friday the 13th fans are the best fans in the world. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, you just got, you know, a really great round of applause. And what a terrific man he is. And just, he sat back down and continued with the panel and the question. So that's, you know, that's exactly it too. That's another aspect there. Because I've, you know, I've met a lot of the fans. I'm a fellow fan myself, growing up with these movies in the 80s. And he's absolutely right. They're they're just absolutely a terrific group of people. And so another aspect of why I wanted to do the documentary, you know, to share with fans of the series for now that never had the opportunity to meet with Richard and for fans of the future. Yeah, definitely. And, <clears throat> you know, just a big thanks to both of you guys. I mean, you know, obviously your fans – Obviously, you're, you know, working on projects to help keep Jason alive and just keep everything going in general. I mean, if it weren't for, you know, people like us or people like you guys, if it wasn't for what we're all doing, you know, Jason, Jason never dies. But at some point he kind of would die, if that makes any sense. So, you know, just just a, just a big yeah. thanks to you guys. And, you know, thanks to all the listeners out there. And, and you know, we're we're looking forward to playing the game with you and just, you know, looking forward to, you know, things to come. So, uh, Lando, Eric, unless you guys got something for these guys, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Nope. Gentlemen, yeah. thanks for being on the show and it was great talking to you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Always My great pleasure, being on guys. guys. You know, always happy to talk Friday. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have you both on again later, but, uh, just stick around for a minute. I'm just going to wrap this up real quick. 
Well, all right, that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood, so please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us on our Facebook page or email at feedback at campbloodpodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Friday the 13th Franchise.com and Friday the 13th The Game. Until next time.